Kia ora, welcome back to the Starting in Te Reo Māori podcast. My name is Grant Whitbourne, I will be your host today, the creator, the founder of the Starting in Te Reo Māori kaupapa, the movement, not really sure what to call it, but hey, that's me. Just over three years ago, I started a small Facebook group for some friends and some family that were wanting to learn Te Reo Māori. I was on a journey myself, probably a lot like yourself too, actually, um, to learn Te Reo Māori. I had this real drive to learn for my kids because you know, I didn't grow up with Te Reo Māori and I, I felt a real, uh, I guess, disconnect to Te Ao Māori, to, uh, to my culture. And you know, I didn't want my kids to have those sorts of feelings, so I... I I took it upon myself to learn the language, and you know I'm still learning today. Still got a lot, lot to learn, and a long way to go. Uh, and yeah, it was all about my kids and being able to to pass something on to them that uh, I didn't have, and I, I didn't have the experiences uh, with growing up. So that was really the driver for this Kopapa and yeah, started a Facebook group with about 50 different people in there, friends and family, sharing my resources, my thoughts, my ideas on how to learn the language and where they should go. And to cut a long story short, we're, we're now at, uh, just shy of 30,000 people in that group, which is uh, pretty phenomenal. Tens of thousands of people across the various social media platforms, YouTube and Facebook and podcasts and all the rest of it. Uh, the the amount of people that have engaged through the courses and the lessons that I've I've put out there is in the the, the hundreds of thousands now. So uh, for me, it's it's actually quite humbling uh, to know that the, the the content that I'm putting out is being consumed on a regular basis and and people are enjoying it. They're getting a lot of benefits out of out of it. And uh, for me, that's yeah, just being able to contribute to to people like yourself to those journeys. Um, yeah, is is really special to me. So, uh, thank you, thank you for listening and, and tuning in. Uh, for those tuning in, in maybe at maybe some point in the future, we're now in July 2020. So we're in the middle of the COVID 19 pandemic. It's probably not appropriate to call it the middle because I don't think we know where the end is going to be at this stage. But we are about four months into lockdown a lot of people working from home i've been at home now for about four months every single day so i was going a little bit uh getting a little bit of cabin fever at the start but i've really started to settle in now and uh, enjoying my time at home my extra free time to get things done and being able to see the kids more all those sorts of of cool things but uh, i hope you i hope hope you're well you know if if you're listening in uh, as a, a new episode in july and for those that are in the future, well, I guess we'll be uh, looking back at this period and thinking, what the heck? It is absolutely crazy. So let's jump across to the lesson. Uh, today's lesson, we are going to be looking at content words and function words with a particular focus on function words. And the reason that is, is because I'm going to show you how to drastically improve your ability to understand context or what is being spoken about without having to understand every single word that you're reading or that you're listening to or that you're hearing. So this is really focused on how to comprehend language better uh, in the sense that you're you're reading it, you're watching it, you're consuming it in, in some sort of format. And this is really important because sometimes I, I found in my own experience and talking to other people, it's it's happened in their experience that sometimes we can get a little bit overwhelmed by 
by text, by speech, by language, things that we see on, on paper that we hear that, that we don't understand, that we can't comprehend. If there's, if there's too much information there, if there's information that we don't know, sometimes we can get caught in this subconscious trap of switching off. You know, we, we read something that we don't understand and we just go, ah, I'm done, move on from that. I, I don't understand it and I'm going to move on from that. I'm going to move on to something else that I do understand. You know, it can happen in a split second. It doesn't take long. Like I said, it's, it can be a subconscious sort of reaction. And I think the process that uh, I'm going to present to you today will really help alleviate that and it'll help give you a lot more confidence in your own ability to comprehend the real Māori and uh, being able to start to structure and, and, and put together what you're seeing on paper um, with the end goal of being able to comprehend more of what you're reading and what you're going through. <clears throat> so before we start, before we get into it, uh, it's not going to be a long lesson and look, it's not going to be a deep dive into the real Māori as such. This is more of a high level, I, I guess, approach that you can take to learning te reo Māori, maybe call it a framework, uh, something like that. So we're not going to do a deep dive into specific words or anything like that. We're, we're going to look at it almost from a, a philosophical kind of point of view. So before we get started, I would encourage you to grab a pen and paper because there is a writing exercise in this lesson and I, I think it will really help to convey uh, what's being presented and, and um, you know how you can get a benefit out of this. So we're going to look at content and function words. So they're probably two things to write down, content words, function words. If you write those two headings down, uh, that'll give you a, a really good basis to start from. So content words and function words. So content words are words that have meaning. They're words like nouns, verbs, adverbs, adjectives, and they're things like nouns that tell us what things are, things like verbs that describe actions, adjectives and adverbs that help to embellish different parts of text. So these are all content words. And uh, when we get stuck on a word, generally, you know, we're, we're picking up the dictionary and we're trying to find a content word. Uh, we see a particular object, we try to describe a particular action that someone's doing or someone's done, and we don't know what the word is in Tareo Māori. Uh, these are the sorts of words that we're typically looking for a translation for. For instance, um, say I'm, I want to talk about the bed, and I don't know what the word for bed is, so I, I go and look for it. So th that's what content words are. <clears throat> and now compare that with function words. Now function words, these words help to express relationships between different words, and generally between content words. Uh, these are words, and I'm going to throw out some sort of grammatical terms. So um, th these are terms that you might not remember from school, but you may have learnt words like articles, demonstratives, pronouns, conjunctions, prepositions, all of those sorts of things. Those are function words. Now, the key difference between these two, other than how I've described them, is function words in Interreal Māori and in English, these words typically won't change over time, okay? So we'll find that uh, over a, a long period of time that these words don't often change, whereas the content words can change a lot, and they can come in and out of our language as, as we move through history. These might be words like slang words or 
technical words. There's there's words. There's a, you know a whole bunch of words that were used in say the 1700s or the 1600s in English that aren't really used today because they've just fallen out of of our vocabulary. Whereas there are a lot of the function words that that don't tend to fall out as much and they, they tend to stay with us in our language. So that's kind of the difference between the two. Uh, to give you uh, some examples of some differences, uh, some content words would be say computer or fence, couch, towel, calculator, cup. Uh, in terms of verbs, we'd be talking about run, fall, throw, see, walk, all of those sorts of words. Uh, we might talk about adverbs or adjectives that help to embellish different things. So to run quickly or to softly speak or to uh, cheerfully um, go about your day. Those are all, all content words. Function words are words like the, an, this, these, he, she, from, to, but, and, or. These are all function words. And when I, I say those words, you can start to picture how these words work uh, in building relationships between different words. So I walk from my house to the shop. So I've got from and to there. So we've got the content words of uh, walk, house, and shop. And then we've got the function words, which were from and to. And so they're, they're the words that help to build those relationships between the content words. So I want, to write, I want you to write down a sentence for me. And I'll say it quite slowly. I want you to write this sentence, okay? Grab your pen and paper. He walked up the mountain, then flew his kite until the sun set. I'll repeat that for you. He walked up the mountain, then flew his kite until the sun set. Now I want you to take that sentence and grab your pen and I want to I want you to underline the following words. He up the then his until the he up the then his until the so those words that you've underlined, if you haven't already guessed it, those are the function words. Those are the words that are helping to build the relationship between the different content words. And they're the words that are helping to build the content, the context around what is being spoken about in this sentence. So now that we've got those words underlined, I guess the whole premise of this lesson is to to, to identify how we can focus on learning function words so we can understand more about what is being spoken without necessarily knowing or understanding the content words. So now that we've got our underlined words, I want you to read the underlined words in isolation without the other words, and then I want you to read the other words in isolation without the underlined words. Now, what we get is this. The content words, the, the words that aren't underlined, if we read those through, we get walked mountain, flew kite, sunset. 
walked mountain, flew kite, sunset. Now, when we say those words in isolation, we don't actually get much out of it. We can't really tell what's being spoken about. The original sentence was, he walked up the mountain, then flew his kite until the sunset. When we read those content words, walked, mountain, flew, kite, sunset, it doesn't really paint much of a picture for us in terms of what's being spoken about. Now, I want you to read the function words, the underlined words, in isolation. What we get is he, up, the, then, his, until, the. Now let's put in place of our content words, let's put the word something. He something up the something, then something his something until the something. Let's go back to our content words. Let's put something in between our content words. Walked something mountain, something flew, something kite, something sunset. You can see that between those two examples of, of using the word something in between them, how we can get a lot more out of our function words. We can build more context around what's being said without actually understanding what is happening, who's doing what, well, we know who, we're talking about him, but we don't know the action, we don't know the word mountain, we don't know flu, we don't know that there's a kite in there, but we know that he did something, for starters. He's something up the something. And in our understanding of a sentence structure in English, and you don't need to be a grammatical person to understand this, you can just hear it and, and, and you can start to fill in the blanks. You know that he is doing something. Whereas when we focus on the content words, we don't know who's doing what. We, we have a lot less context in, in terms of what's actually happening in the sentence. So hopefully by now you're starting to get a little bit of a picture, a, a clearer picture of how learning the function words versus learning the content words can help you build your vocabulary by un better understanding the context of what's being said. If you apply this in the sense of learning the real Māori, then you're going to get the same effect. The same effect as what we've been looking at here in English. We can build context in what's being said by understanding what all these function words are. Now, these can often be referred to as particles. Particles, the term particles gets raised a lot in learning the reo, in a whole bunch of different uh, resources that you'll find. You'll find particles are referenced a lot. Uh, you know, little words like hei, kei, ka, i, e, ai, uh, mai, toku, tona, uh, all those sorts of little words that we could classify as function words versus the content words, which are everyday things, everyday actions, uh, adjectives, adverbs, all of those sorts of things. So if we can start to build a, a good vocabulary of the vocabulary of the function words, and a lot of that, again, that a lot of that it can be based around the structure of the sentence and the structure of what's being spoken about. It's then a case of just filling in the content words. We're just filling in the gaps with the content words, and, and they're the ones that we can go out and on a daily basis. We're experiencing new things, we are doing different actions, and we're going through the process of learning new words that are associated with those content, uh, with those content words. So I hope this lesson has given you some ideas, perhaps given you some guidance on how you can approach language in a different way, starting to look at the distinction between what are function words and what are 
content words. You might be able to now go on a process of looking up various function words. Like I said before, particles are is quite a common term in language learning. There are a whole bunch of particles that can be learnt and they do come up a lot in all sorts of text. So by learning those, you can start to build up the context without perhaps necessarily understanding what the content words are meaning. Now, if you are looking to connect, if you want to reach out, the best place to do that would be through the Starting in Tarel Māori Facebook group. Uh, just jump over to Facebook and in the search bar, type in Starting in Tarel Māori. If you haven't already, jump in there, uh, click join, and you'll be able to join, like I said before, nearly 30,000 people that are in there. There's lots of different people from all sorts of diverse backgrounds, lots of intelligent people with that has uh, lots of really good answers to the questions that people ask. Uh, there are a lot of questions that have been asked in the past so it is quite a good catalog of various questions but really if you want to if you want to reach out and connect that's the best place to do it so that's it from me and we'll see you on the next episode Kia ora.